welcome. It's lunchtime, a great time to talk spider football. This is Behind the Web with University of Richmond head coach Russ Huseman. Live from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center on Ridgefield Parkway. Today's show is brought to you by the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, Bryant Heating and Cooling, World of Beer, Lux Chevrolet, and Virginia 529. Join in online anytime and be a part of the show with your questions and comments. Text 804-327-0888. Email behind the web at richmond.edu or on Twitter using Spider Voice at Richmond Athletics or at ESPN Richmond. Now, here's the voice of the Spiders, Bob Black with Coach Huseman. This is Behind the Web presented by Glory Days Grill on 1061 ESPN and the Spider Sports Network. Udinski to the air, pumps, throws, end zone, wide open, Leroy Henley, touchdown Spiders. Reese Udinski to Leroy Henley, eight-yard touchdown strike. Shotgun snap, looking over the middle of the field. Here come the Spiders again, and they've got yet another quarterback sack. This time it's Ray Eldridge. Shotgun snap. Yudinski wants to pass for it. Down the far side for Harris, who leaps on a 50-50 ball, and he makes the catch at the Elon 33-yard line. He just out-leaped and out-fought Cole Coleman one-on-one to make the catch. There's that All-American. There's that big boy receiver. And we welcome you to the Behind the Web Coaches Radio Show for a Thursday afternoon. We're glad you're with us today. The Spiders on their bye week, but as we like to say, the Coaches Show does not take a bye week. We are with you each and every week of the season. And in fact, this is one of our favorite shows of the year. We love having the players, of course, that join us week in and week out. But we give them a break during the bye week, and we bring our coordinators to our Coaches Show. And it's always one of our most popular informative and entertaining shows and putting the pressure on them as they get ready to come up for the middle segments with us. Spider offensive coordinator Billy Kosh, defensive coordinator Justin Wood will be our special guests on Behind the Web. We started off, though, with Coach Russ Huseman as we get it going this afternoon. And again, if you have questions, want to interact, uh, text us 804-327-0888, or you can email us behind the web at richmond.edu. Um, Russ, and I was a tough one to swallow Saturday. Great college football game, no doubt about that, between two top 25 teams. Is this one of those games that you kind of want to, like, tear up this stat sheet that I have in front of me because the Spiders pretty much dominated in, in virtually every category on that stat sheet and came up three points shy on the scoreboard? Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. Uh, we, we, we actually played really well in, in all three phases. You know, the one turnover was a big one. They got seven points off of that one. Um, you know, we didn't create a turnover. We made them punt a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a couple opportunities for interceptions, didn't come up with them. They, they would have been tough ones. Um, but, you know, you, you, hopefully you come up with those. And they were both right around. One was on their side of the 50, and the other one was right around midfield. Uh, you know, our, our fumble was kind of right around midfield. Um, but, you know, they, they got the one uh, fumble. But, you know, we, we played uh, really well, especially up front on both sides of the ball. Um, so, it, it again, you want to win a game. you got to find a way to win a game. Um, but I thought our guys played really hard and, and um, 
you know, for the most part, played a pretty good football game. Yeah, I would say after that first long strike that they had, the long touchdown pass, it felt like the Spiders dominated in almost every phase of the game. Now, give them credit. They made an explosive play, but it seemed like your guys had the resiliency to come back. And, you know, when it was 17-14 in the third quarter, it, it felt like it was more than that and obviously probably <laughs> should have been more than that. It felt, way, it, it, it felt like it was way more than that. But you know you're you're on the sideline and and I never I thought I, I was so confident we were gonna win the game. I mean I had we were playing so well we were moving the ball on offense we were playing good defense you know special teams we were punting the ball really well and covering and um, you know I I just never once ever in my ever imagined that uh, we wouldn't win that game. Uh, Jake Harris came came of age as a Richmond Spider on Saturday. What a great game. 12 catches, 175 yards or so. Yeah, he was really good. Um, you know, he, he made a lot of catches, but obviously the third down catch at the last drive there for us, you know, when they, we got the ball with seven minutes and something to go and took it all the way down to the five, and, you know, that was a big third and five or seven catch that he made on the fade and went up, went up and got it over a pretty good player. And, uh, you know, but he made, he made a lot of catches. And obviously, Reese was right on target most of the day. Um, uh, so, you know, I'm proud of Jake. And, you know, all our wideouts played well, and, and they've been playing well all year. All right, you alluded to uh, getting the ball down to the five-yard line. I know a lot of fans have kind of been talking about that. Take us through your thought process and, and what you were thinking, because obviously a touchdown down there at the end of the game, that, that puts it away. That makes it a two-score game. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, the the whole time as we got down there, I, I thought, I, I figured I was going to go for it. I mean, I, and I went down and told Coach Wood we're going to go for it. Uh, um, unless we got backed up a whole bunch, I was I was going to go for it. You know, I think the mistake that I made is, is I don't know if it's not kicking a field goal or kicking a field goal or whatever. I, I, I don't know. You know, probably half people think we should have kicked. Half probably say you should go for it. It was. I, I took the kind of. I took the ball out of Billy's hands. Um, we got a little conservative down there, and, and it wasn't his fault. It was on me. You know, I, I said we got to get these timeouts burnt, and we got to get the clock down. And I knew in my mind, if we get it under two minutes, with no timeouts left, whether we got it in or not, on the four or five yard line, there was no way they were going to have the ability to get down there the way we were playing defense. Uh, you know, they, they hit the big play on us, a seam route that never should have happened. Um, coverage we were in should have defended that. Uh, but, you know, once you give the 31-yarder, now it's all right. Now, you know, now all they got to do is, you know, get three first downs and they're in field goal range. They can run the ball, which they did one time. You know, so, you know, you really, you know, you, you kind of – that was a killer. If, if, we'd, have, if we'd have covered it, to an incomplete pass, it's third and ten from the five. You know they they never get out of there. It, it's really hard to to move that distance. And so I, I mean you know I, our, our players played hard. They played well, but you know I you know, make decisions and uh, you know I, I I couldn't sleep Saturday night a lick. I couldn't sleep Sunday night and thinking, you know should I should I kick the um, field bo- field goal or or what should I do there and and uh, you know, it was, I, I don't know. But, again, I, I probably should have just said, Billy, go score a touchdown. <laughs> you know, go score a touchdown. Now you're up two scores with three minutes to go. They still got two timeouts. Um, so, again, it was every decision down there, 
If somebody wants to be blamed, it's the blame goes to me. Uh, I don't, just the math to me, kind of just on the last play, right? The ball's at the five-yard line. If you don't score a touchdown, that means they've still got to go 65 yards or so to get into field goal range. Correct. If you score a touchdown, it's likely that Jake's going to kick it through the end zone and they're going to get the ball at the 25 probably. And they got to go 75 yards to, to win the game. So it was kind of like a 50-50 proposition, at least mathematically. That's yeah. I, mean, I, did, right? I, I was trying to do all that math in my head. <laughs> uh, Don't you have a little card that and, explains all that? No, not for that. <laughs> not for that. But I, I was actually, you know, the, the, the whole – all those scenarios were going through my head – you know, as as we're, I'm I'm thinking to myself, all right, we, you know, if they got to score a touchdown, like Jake kicks in the end zone, or they get it 25, 28 yard line, whatever it is, um, <clears throat> the one constant that I said to myself, and they had to move probably about the same distance, um, you know, if we kick the field goal or not, they had to move the same distance, but in my mind, it was. If they kick a field goal, worst case scenario, overtime. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if they score a touchdown, we lose the game. Right. I think that ultimately, in my mind, that's the decision that I made and why I made that decision ultimately. But probably should have done a better job of just letting Billy go and, and, and go score a touchdown. And uh, we'll talk with Coach Kosh about all that when he gets up here. But you and I were talking just before we came on the air, even on the fourth down play with Reese throwing – had a couple of options out there that, that weren't open, but the one key to that, Russ, was make sure he doesn't throw an interception, which he doesn't throw many anyway, because an interception in the end zone moves the ball out to the 20, mm-hmm. makes it a lot easier for them than if it's just an incomplete pass, which is what he threw, and they stay at the five-yard line. Well, right? we, we lined up on that one, and we had uh, three to the left and a bunch set, one to the right, and the one to the right was Jake Harris. And I, and I remember hearing uh, – you know, the, it was going to be a fade to him, and I remember, I, I remember Billy saying on, on the headset before it, the play got unfold, he said, "They're going to double Jake. They're going to double Jake. Don't throw it out there. They're going to double Jake." Sure enough, they doubled him. So now we got to come. You know, t- now we got uh, you know some, a bunch route, and we got the the flag cut. It semi came open early, not great, um, and. And I talked to Reese the other day, and he, he said the same thing. He said, I was throwing the fade. Uh, I saw him doubled. When I came out to look, I couldn't see Leroy. He said, I, I, originally I couldn't see him. And then I, when I got flushed, I looked, and he was covered, and all the rest of them were covered. And he knew he couldn't throw a pick in the end zone because he said the same thing. He said, they put the ball on the 20-yard line. So that's when he, he, he killed it right there on yeah. the ground. Uh, let's talk a little defense first, and then we'll bring Justin and Billy up here uh, after the break. And we again talking just before we went on um, how far this defense has come, Russ. I mean, we're going to talk about the Spiders being a top five offense in the CAA, but it's a top five defense in the CAA at this point, even after all of the uncertainty of the preseason with the defense and especially your defensive line. Yeah, I thought we played really well. I mean, in the first half, they had 14 points and three first downs. Yeah. You know, we, we forced them to punt the ball a lot. Like I said, we had a couple of pick opportunities. Um, our defensive line, just we, we whooped them bad up front. We whooped – I mean, they played really well. You know, they got the one run on a, a, in the first half, you know, on a, um, you know, on a, on a sweep there. And, um, and, and, you know, that hurt us. 
you know, they pinned a lot of guys, but it had nothing to do. But when they when they dropped back to throw, we were winning mm-hmm. fast, and they were getting held and tackled and pulled down a lot. And that's that shows how well you're winning, how quickly you're winning. When all of a sudden now. A lot of lot of jerseys, a lot of arms around the neck, uh, a lot of pull downs occur, and uh, I was real. I was just proud of them. They've gotten better and better, and and, and our defensive staff has done a great job of, of bringing those guys along. Absolutely. Well, gee, at least they threw flags on all those plays, and you know, got all the holding. Cl- oh no, no, no! Wait a minute. That yeah, didn't. Have, you can't say that necessarily publicly. I can. You can't. I know. But yeah, yeah I mean, and, and again, that's it's. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, and I, I'm I'm not complaining about the officiating. I don't I don't know if if it, who know and if, if any of them make a difference. Right. Who knows? Yep. But I, my my only point to that is, you, you know, when you're winning fast, and you're and you're beating the guy you're you're over the top of, you know, you know you're playing pretty good. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought we really, you know, we, our pass rush was relentless. Uh, you know, we flushed him out a bunch. We got some sacks in there. Uh, so proud of those guys up front. Yeah, let's leave it at that. Let's leave it about our guys and, and the progress that they've made. And we'll talk more about the progress of that defense with defense coordinator Justin Wood. And we'll talk about the spider offense and where it is right now and where it's headed with offensive coordinator Billy Kosh. The two coordinators join us next as Behind the Web continues live from Glory Days Grill out here on the West End on Ridgefield Parkway. Back with our second and third segments with the Spiders coordinators coming up next on 106.1. ESPN. Timeout's over. Now, more Behind the Web, live from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center on 1061 ESPN and the Spiders Sports Network. Okay, steps up in the pocket. He's going to be wrapped up and sacked again. It's Jeremiah Grant this time with the quarterback sack. Pistol formation, handoff to Hampton, and the Spiders crush him in the backfield. Marlon Lewis, the first one there to wrap him up and throw him for a three-yard loss. Marlon Lewis dominated off off the line right there. Jalen Hampton gets the call on first down. He got hit in the backfield by Carson Stoklinski that slowed him down, and then Stoklinski's teammates come on to finish him off, and Hampton is thrown for a two-yard loss. Yeah, how about Carson Stoklinski coming on, getting better and better every game. Got to feel good about that. Kid was just playing offensive line a couple months ago. Well, the entire defense getting better and better, and since we lead into this segment with defensive highlights, you can tell where we're going to lead into with our two coordinators who are both here at the head table with us. Spider defense coordinator Justin Wood, who has been with us on this program before, and Spider offensive coordinator Billy Kosh for the first time joins us on Behind the Web. So, fellas, definitely appreciate you being here, taking some time during the the bye week. I know our fans always enjoy hearing from you guys, especially at this point in the season. And, Justin, I'll I'll start with you. We got the evaluation from the head coach of what your defense is doing uh how about the guy who's running that defense and where you think this defensive unit has come from you know when you greeted them back on campus in late july early august to where we are now i tell you what especially up front obviously there were a lot of questions going into the season losing aiden murray moving carson stocklinski over it has been just continual progress and um you know, there were some rough, rough, you know, plays there early on in the season, UVA and St. Francis. And we adjusted to some things up front specifically in terms of pass rush going into the Lehigh game. And that has really paid dividends uh, over uh, the last three games. But, um, 
you know, the progress up front has helped us defensively as a whole. It all starts with them in the run game and the pass game. And I was just telling uh, Billy, you know, Carson Stocklinski, it's every day the kid just gets a little bit better. Every game you can see the confidence that he is really growing in him. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, and, Billy, I'll bring you into the conversation on this because when you arrived at Richmond, did you think Carson Stocklinski was one of your guys? That move hadn't already been made or had it. Yeah, I, I thought he'd be a really good O-lineman. <laughs> he had really good movement skills. I knew he'd be a really good D-lineman because I know he played that in high school. Uh-huh. He had a chance to do that. But when the opportunity came to help the team, I definitely understood why we did it. He's a great player, so I'm glad he's on the defense side of the ball. All right, and how did you how did you reinvent him, Justin? I mean, uh, as Billy said, he played it in high school. I get it, but this is a different level how did you kind of reinvent him not only to be a defensive lineman but a starting defensive lineman well when we made the move he was going to be the starter uh we you know we moved him from the uh, offensive line to defensive line we told him hey you're going to be the starter and it's going to take time and i still remember uh he was in my office the first few days and we were going through things with him and i was like it's going to be really easy when we talk about it here in the playbook on the board but it's going to be for you those live reps and there's going to be some rough patches early on but he's really he's worked his tail off and i credit carson a lot Uh, he's taken the coaching every single day and he's He's got great energy. He's he's extremely focused. He's a great kid, and uh, I was just telling Billy, you know, earlier, it's it's a joy to see how much he has progressed over the, the the last four weeks. Russ, what was your thought process on this whole transition from? And you you had told us that the O line was pretty deep. It was one of the deeper offensive lines that you had, and potentially you could make this move. Kind of what was your thought process about moving an offensive guy to defense to play such a significant role? Well, what, when Aiden went down, we were kind of looking maybe transfer, um, you know, and at that point in time, it was in the summer. It was pretty late. And uh, so when he went down, I went back to high school film, and I looked at Govea, Stocklinski, and Carbajal and watched all their high school film to see, for one, I knew, I knew, I thought Stocklinski played uh, defensive line, but we had recruited him as offensive lineman. And I think Govea played a little bit, played the kind of a defensive end. And, and when I went back and watched the film, uh, Carson was actually a pretty good high school defensive lineman, played really well. And as soon as I watched, I watched all three of them. I said, Carson's moving right then and there. <laughs> it's worked out, worked out really well. Um, let's let's expand that a little bit now, Just. That's a great story. He's playing well. You heard one of the clips from the other day where he had a great play against in the Elon game. How about your defensive ends, Marlon Lewis and and Jeremiah Grant, um, particularly, but Xander Barnett in that mix um, also. And Russ has mentioned this several times that you know Marlon played a lot last year. Uh, um, Jeremiah did not and did not come into camp in the in the best frame of mind physically or mentally and you guys had to kind of coach him up so how about the defensive ends I think they're doing a fantastic job right now and it's the same thing I coach I think coach Ellis our defensive ends coach is doing a fantastic job with them um, I think they play extremely physical they are continuing to grow in terms of pass rush 
uh, our pass rush games. I'm extreme. I'm I'm very pleased with where they are right now. Obviously, we knew Marlon coming into this season had played quite a bit last year. Uh, there was evidence that he was going to be a really good defensive end, and I think uh, Marlon can be uh, one of the best defenses defensive ends in the CA this year. Uh, Jeremiah Grant didn't come into camp in the proper shape and was actually beat out by Xander Barnett uh, early on. But we knew all three of those guys were going to end up playing. Jeremiah, his game uh, has continued to increase as he's gotten in better shape. Um, and then Xander is just as steady as they come. You know exactly what you're going to get from him technique-wise. He's going to be in the right spot. He's going to do his job the way it's supposed to be done. So they are, uh, they're coming along really well. I'll tell you what, one of our favorite plays, ours being Matt Smith, Chris Anderson, and mine on the broadcast team, is the play that never technically counted with Xander Barnett in the Lehigh game where he tracked that running back down the sideline, eventually came back because of a hold, but we thought that just spoke volumes about him and and the mindset of the football team. Absolutely, and one of the things that we say is you have to empty your tank every single rep on defense because you're not always going to be perfect. Uh, somebody's going to be out of a gap. We're going to miss a coverage. As long as we're pursuing the football, all 11 hats, every single rep, good things are going to end up happening for us. And I give Tristan Wheeler a hard time about that play because Xander <laughs> smoked him down the field. So I, just, I said, uh, Tristan, you're probably about a five flat 40. He was probably playing on a bum ankle at that bum point. Bum ankle, right? bum I think shoulder, bum We, we bum finally knee. revealed that, so I don't know that Tristan uh, was 100 pr- I'm sure he trash-talked that back at you. Oh, there's no doubt. No doubt. No okay. doubt about it. All right, Billy, if we have sung the praises of, of the defensive line, and Justin stole one of your guys, of course, to help with that, how about the offensive line that you do have and the job that, that they have done uh, so far this season, protecting Reese, giving him time to throw, and opening up some holes for your running backs? Yeah, no question. I think Coach Ross done a great job, number one, coaching those guys. they got a good belief on that side of the ball, uh, playing hard for each other. You know, we've had some injuries at different spots, and guys have kind of moved in different roles, and those guys play so hard and so physical. Uh, they don't gain any glory. There's no you know name recognition, but those guys play hard. We recognize it. We throw the ball a decent amount, and keeping Reese clean is something they do a great job of taking pride in, and uh, and they do a really good job. And they work hard in practice, and it shows on game day. And they'll continue to improve and get better. But we've got good guys that are playing, young players. Keith Govea is a young guy that's playing for us. Uh, he really hasn't played before, and getting him in and getting some reps, he's getting better and improving. You know, Tom Ilya is our center. I mean, again, the guy's tough, gritty. He's the definition of that, and he does a great job IDing things. Getting and the right protection looks, run looks, and does a great job. And those guys are all off Tom's, you know, cues. So really proud of those guys. Really improved, doing a great job. Every one of them coming out of the Virginia game said, whew, that was tough. We ran a lot of plays. It was hot out there. The, the tempo, we've been practicing it. It's all new to us. We were huffing and puffing. But since then, since Virginia, it, it's all kind of like come to each and every one of them. Have you kind of seen that as well with I the tempo so. that you're running? I think so. It's just the speed of the game. You know, I think going in Virginia, playing an AC opponent, playing fast, getting the call because we, we signal it pretty fast, and then lining up and getting your eyes right, that's part of it too because you're mentally working as well as long as you're physical with running. So definitely have improved through it. St. Francis to Lehigh to Stony Brook is definitely an advantage for us. We try to use it in the right spots and tempo. You know, we don't want to hurry up and punt. That's one thing we don't want to do now. Uh, we want to make sure we're using it in the right right time and the right framework to get the defense off balance. But definitely have seen improvement. We keep getting better from that. Yes, sir. 90-plus um, plays on Saturday. Now, some of that was over.
overtime. I get yeah. that. But what's kind of what's kind of the end game there as far as number of plays that you want to run, pass and run? I know Russ got asked that this week. That hey, was that a lot of passes for for Richmond football? But you ran ninety plus times and still uh, plays, and then ran it thirty three, thirty four times on Saturday. Yeah, I think you know the more plays you have, you keep the defense. Field yeah, one. Yeah. I think that's part of the game, but also you could have more chances to score. Hopefully, um, I do think this. You know, whatever the, how the game's going with balance. You know, if we're getting different guys the ball in different ways, whether it's throwing it to him, handing it off to him, whatever it is. If Aaron Dice gets the ball, Savon Smith, Jake, so Josiah, all those guys, Connor. If they're touching the football, we're good. It's about touches and getting those guys the ball in different ways. So, um, whatever the dif- defense dictates to give us, we're going to do that. A lot of man coverage this past game against Elon, so that provided Jake some one-on-one opportunities to make plays. So. Uh, that's how the game is kind of dictated that way as far as throwing the football. Yeah, is that something you saw for Saturday with with Jacob Harris because he hadn't had that kind of game yet, hadn't scored a touchdown yet. Right. His roommate Reese Shudinsky told us that here on the show that they were going to he was going to get him a touchdown pass at at some point. Came at a pretty good time Saturday, but is that something you saw for for Jake on Saturday? Yeah, definitely. I think the matchup inside he's really good inside. I think he's a big big body inside with his length. Uh, we had a matchup on a safety that we liked that matchup on him with number mm-hmm. three. So uh, that was definitely a matchup for us that we liked. Uh, but, again, what's great about the receiving core is, you know, there's only one football. You play with one ball, and if your guys are worried about touches and all that, it's about winning. It's about, you know, getting guys the ball in different ways. So, you know, Jake wasn't complaining. He wasn't, you know, upset about it. He understood that we were playing good and we wanted to win, and Josiah was getting better and Leroy and those guys. So this past game was, was his game. It was his matchup, and we felt like that was the best way for us to move the football. Um, Reese seems to be the same day in and day out with us. Yeah. How, if at all, has he changed from your time together at VMI to what you're seeing? And Reese Udinsky as a Richmond Spike. He's the same guy. He's just not wearing a uniform every day like he did at VMI. <laughs> and he's, he's pretty happy about yeah, that. Yeah, he is. He's the same guy. He's very consistent. Um, it helps me out because I'm kind of an emotional guy, and he helps me to stay kind of calm. So it's a good balance because I get some fire in him, and he calms me down. So, yeah, he's the same guy. He definitely is, and that's, that's a great thing to have in a quarterback for sure. Russ, describe your two coordinators when it comes to that, to the emotional side of this thing, to their passion for what they're doing and how they kind of go about their job. Well, I've been really pleased. Obviously, Justin's been with me for a while here, but you know, I, I like the way they coach the, their, their units. They, they, they let the coaches coach, but they are running the whole thing on both sides. So – you know, you can hear Justin a lot of times. You know, he he coaches the linebackers, but he, he coaches in certain situations the the whole defense in practice, and you can hear him the whole practice. Same thing with Billy. You know, you can hear him coaching the offense, and if you know if a wide receiver doesn't run the right route, he he sees it and he and he understands it, and and you you can just kind of hear the coaching going on by both those guys throughout practice. You know, I I think our team knows the defense is Justin's and the offense is Billy, and um, they understand that you know when when their voice is 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 communicated, that's who they should be listening to at that point in time. <clears throat> Justin, when you get in a game like Saturday, what are you seeing from your guys? Obviously, there were a couple of big plays. You talked just a little while ago that, you know, that hasn't happened very often. How do you kind of coach that after big play to start the game, a big running play, that kind of thing, and make sure that you bring them back so they can succeed? I think it's all about being calm with them on the sideline. It's very easy to lose your cool, especially the first play of the game. Geo gets uh, beat. It's man-to-man coverage. He's on a really good receiver. He gets beat clean. 
Gio didn't mean to get beat on that play. So it's it's all about for him making sure he comes to the sideline, knowing that you I've, I've, we've got confidence in you. Don't let that one play roll into the rest of your game because that could very easily happen, especially on the back end of things. And then I think it's all about you know the the first run play that they you know kind of hit us on. Uh, it, it was a run play that we hadn't seen. They hadn't run uh, heading into our game. So it's all in, okay, how am I, as a coordinator, going to get adjusted to this play so that, that we can now take it away? Um, so I think in terms of the sideline, I, I think our guys have a, a great attention to detail. Uh, they're listening to their coaches, myself, on the bench, making corrections. There were several throughout uh, adjustments that needed to be made. But for me – there, there's a point where, okay, I know I, I need to be a little bit more fiery, or especially with a back-end guy uh, who ends up getting beat. Calm, cool, collected. Let's move on to the next play because you do not want that to snowball. Billy, how do you handle that from an offensive standpoint? You're not on the sideline. You're you're up in the in the press box with, with your other coaches when something like that happens. Savant Smith's a veteran guy, obviously had the fumble in that game. Like, How do you kind of communicate what Justin was just talking about to your offensive guys? Well, again, in the box, you know, I kind of just, you know, to our guys around the field, just related from having to play the next play, play the next one. Uh, don't let the last one affect you. And our staff does a great job relaying that information to our players. Um, and, again, a lot, a lot of times what I do is I'll talk to Reese in between series. Uh, we'll talk through it. One thing that's good about him, man, he can give you the information like what I'm seeing. Like some guys, you ask them a question on the sideline, they can't give you information. They don't see the game. He can see the game and, hey, they're bringing this pressure. They're bringing from the boundary safe to the field safe. We can attack this. So it's good to have that. And then I think our staff does a great job. If something bad does happen, play the next play. Obviously, we do, we do not want to turn the football over. That's not a goal of ours um, at, at, by any stretch of the imagination. So when Savon made that mistake, he came back the next series and played and mm-hmm. had a couple carries. And, you know, obviously he got injured there at the end, but it'll be all right. But, I mean, those things, we just got to keep playing and play the next one. And I think we're all trying to get better from that. All right, we're going to ask more questions of Justin Wood and Billy Kosh. We're halfway through. We'll come back with another segment with the Spider Coordinators when Behind the Web continues live from Glory Days Grill out here on the West End and on the home of the Spiders, 1061 ESPN. Behind the Web, live from Glory Days in the Glen Eagles Shopping Center. Once again, here's Bob Black on the Spider Sports Network and 1061 ESPN. Second and goal from the eight quarterback draw. Udinski at the five. He dives across the goal line. Touchdown. Reese Udinski runs it in from eight yards out. And the Spiders are an extra point away from tying it up. Well, well, well. Didn't know that one was in the playbook, but you got to love it. Third and four. Richmond at the Elon 19. Dykes to the right of Udinski. There's the shotgun snap. He pumps. He sets. He throws over the middle. Jacob Harris, his first Richmond Spider touchdown. Down, comes in overtime from 19 yards out from Reese Udinski. All right, well, we already talked about the uh, Jacob Harris touchdown pass with, with Billy Kosh. Let's go back to the Reese Udinski run as we welcome you back to Behind the Web with Coach Usman, Bob Black here, our coordinators, our special guest today. We're here each and every Thursday during the college football season. We really hadn't seen that one, uh, Billy, from, from Reese Udinski, what, what was seen there and how often might we expect him to do something like that? 
It was the lead draw play that we put in. Um, it, we had six for six in the core. They brought a pressure. Uh, they did a nice job. Uh, but Reese found a way to slip through there and pass it through on the left side. And, you know, down there in the critical times, you run the quarterback in the red zone and get an extra hat in, in the run game. So uh, that's something you have to do down there to win games, I feel like. And he's good enough to run the ball uh, at times, you know, and he'll put his face in there and do a good job. So we just felt like that was the right call at the right time. He did a great job making a play, man. That was a great run by him and, and the execution there keeping the ball high and tight this time that was good to see is this offense uh, what you expected to see at this point and what's the next step in the evolution of this offense well we, we got to get better you know I think we've improved but I, I do think we have some areas of concern that we talked about as a staff to keep getting better uh, some short yardage things on third down to get better um, but I do think we move the football well we spread it around well we do those things well but we want to take that next step and get better because uh, it, I learned this a long time ago as soon as you think you got it you're about to get it so we're just trying to keep improving uh, on the short yardage things. But I do think our guys are playing hard. We have a, we have a good you know system that these guys believe in. They're playing hard. But we just got to the details and the minor things to kind of take that next step to be elite. That's what we want to be. We're good, but we're not great. We want to become great. That's our next step. Well, let's talk a little bit about that short yardage uh, situation and the challenges there. Got a yeah. couple of email questions almost identical, as you might imagine, sure. on that this week from Larry and from Ben. Just what are the challenges? challenges on third and short and fourth and short and how you go about making those better well i do think uh, i I called a a run that i think i could have called better you know i think we had a a, a different plan that we had under center something different there that i didn't get to so that's on me but uh, again it's it's a mindset we talked about that and and third and short yard is more of a mindset i've seen guys you know you know you run through an unblocked unblocked defender sometimes as a running back or you you know just we got to kind of do those things put our guys in better situations as a staff and uh, but I think those things we're going to keep improving on getting better. I mean, right now we're good on third down, but third and short something we got to get better at. What's the communication with you and Coach Usman during the course of a game from you upstairs and him downstairs? Russ mentioned it in the first segment today that, hey, I kind of took the ball out of Billy's uh, hands down there at the end. No, Coach is great. Like, Coach is awesome that way. Um, you know, it's just, you know, it's critical times. You know, he's the head coach. I'm going to listen. You know, he's, he's a great coach. So, uh, but, no, he's awesome. He, he's really good. And I always listen for his insights, a defensive guy, because he's like my dad. You know, he sees the game kind of like how my dad does a little uh-huh. bit. And I, obviously I respect that a lot. So, uh, but, no, he's, he's awesome that way. He's very good. Uh, there's different ways, you know, that we, we communicate. And I really do appreciate how he, how he treats me. So. Russ, do you think you're more involved? on the offensive side at this point than maybe in in past years, obviously being a defensive guy that you are? I'm not involved at all. I mean, really, not zero. Uh, <laughs> the only the only the only involvement I have is just to say, "Hey, Billy, you're in four down territory." Huh. You know, a couple times, Billy, I want to see the quarterback sneak. Um, you know, really short yardage situations. Um, but other than that, I mean, I I mean, we don't. I don't communicate. Uh, too much with them it's just you know it's you're in four down territory or you know uh we got to run the ball here you know just in in that situation at the end of the game there Uh, other than that you know they're moving the ball and 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 i'm not helping at all you do know billy that his favorite position group is the offensive line yes i've heard that that, yes sir. that's been played out for you yes you, you know he certainly has a favorite on the offensive side of the ball from a defensive perspective justin what makes this spider offense so difficult. What What is your spider defense challenged with in practice when ones go against ones? Tempo and the way they spread you out. Uh, I think Billy does a great job of, um, you know, giving you, and again, this is going back, 
um, you know, unbalanced formation into the boundary off of tempo situations, and it makes it really hard for your defense to get aligned in those uh, scenarios. Um, and I think we've got excellent players. We've got a quarterback who is fantastic, who does a great job under pressure. Um, so, you know, the receivers and the tempo, I think, are what, what give you uh, the most issues. Uh, we bring the coordinators during the bye week, so let's find out a little bit about the bye week, and we'll get some of it from Coach Usman as well. But from your guys' standpoint, you know, what have you tried to do with the team this week? What other things can you be involved in? Is it a recruiting week, that kind of thing? Um, how this week's schedule has gone, Justin? Yeah, we were on the road on uh, Monday and Tuesday, so we left Sunday night on the road, got back on Wednesday, had a shorter practice uh, with just helmets on. And then today and I think uh, tomorrow uh, as well, we got a lot of young guys reps. Um, so your Tristan Wheelers, your Aaron Dykes, those guys were off on the side. And we were, we were able to really focus in on the guys who hadn't got a lot of reps up to this point. And I know tomorrow we're going to start on Villanova for a portion of practice. Obviously, that's going to be a huge test for us. And, uh, you know, so having a couple extra days for that is going to be uh, going to be beneficial for us. Coach Kosh. Yeah, kind of kind of echo what he's saying. You know, one thing we kind of did, too, like we looked at self-scout of ourselves, um, you know, with numbers and situations, things that we called, any tendencies that we had. we got to make sure we address ourselves on offense side of the ball. And uh, our, our quality control coach, Sam Carn did a great job putting that together, man. I just want to make sure I said that. He did a great job of giving us those numbers. Looked at it yesterday as a staff. And um, so those things are big. And obviously, Villanova, we've been kind of gearing up for those guys. It'll be a great challenge and a great test. Russ, you had mentioned earlier this week that the bye week came at – probably the perfect time for your guys this year right yeah i just i think the health aspect of it um you know like like a tristan wheeler the last three weeks he's been playing with a bad shoulder bad ankle and, and you can't you know it's Im- almost impossible to get him healthy because you you need a week week and a half where they're just resting and dykes is the same way and connor devaney's the same way and there's a lot of people that that just they needed to not bang to not run and during the season you can't do that all right so the game's over and Tristan you know redoes his shoulder a little bit and maybe a little bit tweak on the ankle again he doesn't practice on Tuesday you know he may not practice on Wednesday maybe get a little bit and then you get him back out and then he then he goes and plays again I mean we needed we needed this week just to get a bunch of guys where they feel healthy and these these minor and, and you say minor but i mean you're, you're playing you know he, he tristan's been playing really well i think and and but he's i mean the ankle if you'd have seen the ankle before he went up to lehigh i mean nobody mm-hmm. nobody could play on that ankle and he played and it's just it's starting to get better um, but that's the kind of kid he is. I did see the ankle. I, I turned it away really quickly yeah, because it was brutal. hard. It was hard to look at, to be honest with you. How about from a mental standpoint, Russ? I mean, for you guys, you're about halfway through the year, maybe even a little more than that if you count the four or five weeks that you were here, you know, in preseason camp, and now you got five games. Now you still got six games on the other side, and potentially, hopefully, more than that. Just because it is a grind, right? Yeah, I, I, you know, but but. I think our players, you know, I never see, I never see a ever come out and dragging, hmm. you know, or not wanting to be there. Um, 
You know, I, I've been kind of starting to see it a little bit academically, and, <laughs> and this is the week for me that I really, I really kind of, I started checking some classes. I, I made, <laughs> you know, checking the study hall stuff, and and kind of, kind of, and, and you can see now this is they're kind of getting a little bit of a mental, uh, you know, academically where they're they're kind of maybe already sick of school, um, but obviously they know what they have to do there. But football wise, I, I haven't seen one time where where people have not wanted to be out there to get better mm-hmm. and to help us win games. Billy, that's really interesting. You're nodding your head there because you're coming from a challenging situation, obviously, at VMI. How different is that whole aspect of this thing, not just the football side of it, but what you're kind of dealing with off the field? Yeah, we didn't have to check classes at VMI. I mean, they, they had to go to class. So, like, class checks, things we got. I mean, that's, that's a normal school. So, that's just <laughs> – so, those things are a little bit different. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely different. You know, one thing that's cool um, here, too, I see that they're both great kids. Both Richmond and VMI kids are great. Um you know, one thing, too, is, you know, at VMI, those kids, best part of their day, Coach Wood knows this, was practice, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Our kids, like Coach said, they love coming to practice here, too, as well, and they got pretty good juice, pretty good energy. So um, dealing with great kids makes the job a lot better, man. I'll tell you that. we got great kids here, and they make the job definitely awesome. So it's definitely worthwhile. Justin, what are you seeing from your defensive guys? Just in terms of this week or in terms of this week and then just – getting a little bit of a break here before recharging yeah. the battery for the rest just of the Just like season. what Coach said. I mean, we had – Tristan, uh, Amir Hall, Bryson Parker, yeah. Geo Sigler. We, we've got some guys that are banged up. Aaron Banks has been playing through a shoulder. So I think this week for them just to be able to recover, um, you know, obviously they've been in the training room as many times as they've, you know, been able to in order to get themselves back. But uh, it's, it'll be good to get started on Villanova. Uh, they they, they want to do that for sure. Yeah. Uh, Billy, you're kind of the new guy. Not kind of. You are the new guy here. Uh, how about for you? What's life been like? I know it's been almost all consumed by football, but just kind of ingratiating yourself in the in the Richmond community. Oh, it's it's great. I remember my wife and I were just joking about this last night. You know, in Lexington, you know, we had uh, – it was a great place, but it was all kind of mom-and-pop shops, like having like a Chipotle and a Chick-fil-A. That's a, that's a heck of a deal. So, you know, we're thankful for that. But, no, we love, love Richmond, uh, love the people here, love the staff, community, the campus. Uh, it's beautiful. Um, and it made this move awesome. It was only two hours, man. That's not a hectic move. You know, you drive 64 East and you're there, man. So um, it's been great. I've been so thankful to be here. Um, it's it's an amazing opportunity. Uh, I'm just so gracious to be here. And, again, like the people are just tremendous. That's what makes this place special, in my opinion. Russ, I know you've told the story a million times. Just one more while he's sitting here about how you came upon uh, Billy Kosh and became convinced that he should be the Spider offensive coordinator, which is obviously working out pretty darn well. Well, I knew I wanted Jake Harris and Reese Udinsky, so I had to hire him. So that was the only issue there. Uh, You're the third wheel, Billy. You're the third wheel. And and then they they threw in Nick DiGennaro along with the crowd there. Uh, No, I I actually, I mean, I think I told Billy this. I went and watched him. uh, They played Chattanooga. And and I, I, I was amazed at, you know, how well they did. Um, even in, in that spring season, you know, they played James Madison in the playoffs and they, and they played really well. And, and then when I went up there and watched the Chattanooga game, um, I was very impressed. I mean, Chattanooga had a really good defense, and I think, you know, they ended up putting 33, 36 points on the board against a, a really good defense. And, uh, you know, as, as it got to the end of the season, 
um, you know, and I, I decided to make a change. I, I said, yeah, we're going to – I'm going to make sure I try to get this guy here. And, and, and I was just, just impressed. I mean, and, and it, not only him, but what, it, what the defense was doing at VMI and what Walk was doing at VMI. I mean, they were really – taken and, and winning games with a little bit less players and uh so you know i kind we kind of identified him pretty early we interviewed a couple other guys uh not even close i mean justin was involved with most of it and it wasn't even close who we were gonna hire wow that's an interesting perspective justin what did you see in billy gosh oh i knew and i actually told coach when we were gonna you know make a change you know, do you have any guys in mind? I worked at VMI in 2015 and 2016, and I I was at the beginning kind of of that regime and had seen what they did, uh, especially on offense. And uh, Coach had in mind that he wanted to interview him. And the thing I like about Billy, uh, you know, we have a great working relationship, but in terms of the interview and all that, just the detail of it. And you could tell his dad was a defensive coach. Because it came out just like that. A, B, C, D, here's our overall philosophy. Here's what we want to do. And uh, everybody asked me, you know, are you scared? You know, the the tempo, this, that, and the other. Well, we, we're playing like there's 50 to 60 reps a game. They're on the field quite a bit. And if we can get them the ball in better field position, uh, you know, create some more takeaways, we make their life a lot easier. So, um, you know, it's it's been a, it's been a great addition obviously on the coaching staff, but from the player perspective as well, uh, you know, what he does because he works, and they can see that. Uh, you know, we got those key debts on the schedule here in a couple of years. So <laughs> you guys better start prepping for that at this point. Uh, That'll be quite a, reu- quite a reunion for both uh, of you yeah. and yeah. several others. Guys, thank you so much for spending the time with us this afternoon. We'll let you go finish lunch. Uh, can't wait to get back out on the field against Villanova next Saturday. And really appreciate you being with us. Thanks, thank you. Bob. Thank you so much. Justin Wood, Billy Kosh, Spider Coordinators with us on this afternoon's Behind the Web. One more segment to go. We'll wrap it up with Coach Huseman in just a moment from Glory Days Grill on 1061 ESPN. You up to date with Richmond football. This is Behind the Web, live from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center on 1061 ESPN. This is the Spider Sports Network. All right, we got a few minutes to go. I got a couple of text questions, and I've actually asked Coach Kosh to come back up here because one of them is specifically for him, and then we'll get one for Coach Usman and and get on our way. And next week we'll really kind of get into Villanova and the game at Robin Stadium next next Saturday. Uh, Billy, have you ever coached against your dad before, and what would that be like to go head to head with Dad Kosh? Um, I was a I was at Kansas State, and he was a defense coordinator. I was on scout team. I was a scout team quarterback. So that was the only time I really went against them. And we had some, some battles, you know, um, going against each other. I, sometimes you, as a defensive guy, I try to throw to that circle and hey, throw this guy on the, on the chart and I'll throw to somewhere else and we get after it that <laughs> way. But, no, I've not, I've not gone against him. Um, again, a lot of respect for him. He's a way better coach than I am. So I'm excited to go get after him and go compete. But uh, I have not. It'll be, a, it'll be an interesting one. My mom's the one has got the worst. So <laughs> she'll be in the parking lot during that game. Yeah. Yep. Um, did he twist your arm to be a defensive coach as opposed to offense? Or is he bought no. into you being an offensive I guy? just I just heard all the time saying, hey, man, it's easy to coach offense. Like, man, coach <laughs> offense. Like, <laughs> you know. So, no, but I just played played off the side of the ball. And, and uh, I was always intrigued by defense because I thought it was a lot harder. I just saw those guys <laughs> work and – 
I, you know, I wanted to be a defensive guy, but I played offense, so I had that experience. So, yes, sir. Interesting. All right, and then the other one comes from our buddy Ivan. I'll ask all of you. And, Russ, you can explain why this is a misnomer. What do coaches do with the weekend off? There is no such thing as a weekend off, is there? No, well, for me personally, I'm, I'm heading down to Myrtle Beach and hang out for about four days, <laughs> Ivan. But, no, uh, um, there's a top prospect down there, I no, hear. We are going to uh, – we'll, obviously, we'll, we'll practice Friday morning. Coaches will be working. You know, we've got, we got to kind of continue to go and get ready. And then coaches – our players are off Saturday, and coaches will come in Saturday morning. And then I'm going to give them Saturday afternoon off so they can go watch football and relax with their families. And then we're back at it on Sunday uh, with practice. So, realistically, the – and we don't, we don't stay at the office as late during the week like we do, normally do. So, you know, everybody kind of gets home around dinner time. Um, and, but, you know, the Saturday afternoon off is, is a little bit different. And, and probably a little bit earlier evenings during the week of a bye week, getting off, and then Saturday afternoon, everything else is pretty similar. All right, fellas, what will you do with the uh, valued Saturday afternoon off that you'll have? I think I might take my daughters to the pumpkin patch. Nice. There you That's go. That's away, Saturday afternoon. Away from football. <laughs> yes. Yep. Just for a little bit. For a little bit. Billy? A little bit. My wife's birthday is uh, Sunday. We're going to celebrate it Saturday afternoon. Her, her mom's in town, so we'll probably watch the games, hang out. So. Perfect time. Yes, sir. <laughs> Perfect time for simple. both of you guys to get away from it yes, for a little bit. Appreciate you coming back up. Uh, and yep. will you watch some football on Saturday, too? What 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 will be on your – He missed me again. He had a late, <laughs> late uh, punch on that thing. Um, now you know uh, you're part of the team, Mitchell. <laughs> Um, when you get ragged on by the head coach. I will watch football. Yeah. Of course. Now, will it be like FBS national games, or are you going to be watching like – I know Villanova doesn't play this week either, they unfortunately. they I'd be watching that Yeah, one, but, but I mean other – Flow sports, I'll be on flow sports watching some. I'll probably watch the Delaware-William Mary game for sure. Uh, I'm not even sure. What time does that come on? I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not, not sure. sure. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to uh, check but for you. I'm going to watch that game for sure. I, I really don't. You know, I normally watch Chattanooga, but they're open this week. So I'm going to watch the uh, um, CAA games. I could really care less about Texas, Oklahoma, you know, a lot of those things. I really don't really care too much about. So I'm going to watch a lot of CAA football. You know, the baseball playoffs are this week. I tell you, you can watch some baseball playoffs. Uh, (laughs) The Phillies are in it. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. (laughs) So if you guys were going to watch football, this weekend, are you the same as Coach Usman where you'll watch the CAA or are you guys going to watch, you know, other games? CAA. Yeah. Really? Yep. Focusing on that. Definitely the conference. Yep. yep. Or other FCS teams. And are yep. you watching them as a fan or are you scouting at that point? 100% scout. <laughs> yeah. No Can't question. get away from it, nope. right? Yep. Can't, Can't get away. I don't think we've ever watched it. It's a normal football game without kind of. You know, watching it going, wow, you know, what happened there? Why they, you know, why couldn't they defend that? Or what kind of route combination? Please show the replay so we see what's going on. You know, that's the way football coaches watch games. You don't, you don't just sit back there and just kind of blindly just say, oh, there's a nice play down the <laughs> sideline. You know, it's, it's always, you're always looking why and how. Do you find yourselves, like I assume you have, like, the DVR that you could rewind even if they don't show the replay? Do you guys find yourself, you know, clicker in hand doing that even during a live game on television? Trying to as much as you can. Yeah? Yeah. You do? Yeah, I do as well. I have, like, a deal. My, my deal, I can, like, pause it, rewind, and save it. I have, like, a whole library that I can just send to myself, so it's pretty cool. 
Well, yep. Enjoy the games, however you're watching. <laughs> yeah. Thanks again, fellas. Thanks. Billy Kosh, Justin Thank Wood, you. Coach Usman. Thanks. We'll do it again next week and preview Villanova next week. Thanks, Bobby. All right, Mitchell Bradley on location. Robert Ole in our ESPN Richmond studios. Thank you for being with us, everybody here at Glory Days. We'll be back next Thursday. We'll preview the big game with Villanova next Thursday, noon to one, Glory Days Grill, for the next edition of Behind the Web. So long, everyone. You've been listening to Behind the Web from Glory Days Grill and the Glen Eagle Shopping Center, featuring head coach Russ Huseman. Today's show has been brought to you by the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, Bryant Heating and Cooling, World of Beer, Lux Chevrolet, and Virginia 529. Join us throughout the college football season for Behind the Web presented by Glory Days Grill. Thanks for listening and stay in touch with Richmond Athletics on the flagship station of the Spider Sports Network, ESPN Richmond. Executive producer Mitchell Bradley. This has been a presentation of Playfly Sports in association with Richmond Sports Properties.